and welcome to Indie Apocalypse Radio. I had another false start as I forgot to hit um, stop or start recording rather. Uh, I'm back. We're back here with your your favorite after con hangout approximation. Your home for the the unmarketable. We're back with another fresh AMV night, which I'm just I'm just it's been a while, as they say. Um, and I think also, I think I might have just like missed one because I forgot that it was the end of the month and I did a show, but, and I, um, not to sound like a, that kind of guy, I, I don't know what type of guy this is, but I think there is a type of guy who tells you that, um, going to a Godspeed You Black Emperor show is, is transcendental, um, whatever guy that is, but you, you have to understand that you you feel it in your bones when they play like you feel you feel the music it's it's played through like there's no um no stop for banter it's just like this hour and a half or so audio visual experience and you could just but you don't even need the visuals you could just close your eyes and just like feel the post rock emanate through you as it it's the, the the perfect the perfect ending of building in to a to a to a to a very satisfying release over and over again but um anyway <laughs> we're not here to just sit around and talk as much as i threaten to turn this into me just sitting around and talking about godspeed you black emperor or something like that that's not what this show is about this show is about talking to people talking to guests and i've got a guest right here and am i listen am i vamping t- and spending time to try and find out, remember which issue this guest was in? No, not at all, because I'm like 95% sure it was 30, of course, but... It was maybe, it was the latest one. I think that was 30. It was 30. Our guest chiming in early. <laughs> a little. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. A little sass on this. Oh, there are questions. Oh, no. Um, oh, they're, they're, they're question, at least one question is near, to, near and dear to my heart. I'm a big fan of this question someone is tuning someone soul is laser focused on what i like um anyway issue 30 with 12 labors part of 12 labors one half of 12 labors perhaps you might say um garrett steel garrett how are you doing today i'm doing okay i i I feel a little uh a little remorseful that i that i jumped in sorry about that no no that was me (laughs) razzing you (laughs) There are no there are no rules here. No rules. It is I guess it is the end apocalypse. You can't really have post apocalypse rule structure. Yeah, you're right, you're right. This is we are we are in the muck of oh no, there are too many video games. And there are also too many guests on the show at once. So what can we do? We're at a we're in a guest apocalypse, as they say. I see. I see. Uh, I see. Um, but no, I just sent out another fresh a fresh email. We've got next week is lined up, so I'm trying to get two weeks out lined up. And I sent, if we're lucky, we've got a um, what I call an Oceania show, which is two o'clock um, works for most of the world, but not for um, like that stretch of like East Asia, Australia, New Zealand does not work because it's like the middle of the night. Sure. Like 3 a.m. or something for them. I don't remember. But anyway. Anyway. 
Yeah, tell me a little bit about uh, Twelve Labors and your 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 part of Twelve Labors. Sure. So, um, I don't know. Brendan and I had known each other for a long time, a few years. Uh, you know, kind of met through some friends in like the local video game music scene, local game dev scene, and you know. Um, Got, got to know each other decently well, and he knew. Uh, I was I was between jobs. I had been, you know, looking for something, and one of the things I had talked about wanting to do was, you know, narrative design. Was kind of making the, the jump from writing. You know, for like ad agencies and that yeah. kind of thing to doing something that was a little more, you know meaningful to me right uh and <laughs> i thought you were gonna say the jump from like uh you know creative prose writing to game writing but no no you're talking <laughs> in meaningful. well i mean i you know i i do you know some some things kind of yeah personally but I, you know very you know keep keep the lights on you know um but yes no add copy <laughs> to uh, yeah well you know uh and and we had done uh, started to do some like tabletop stuff together and and I was always kind of nervous about tabletop because I I get antsy at the thought of other people's hobby being dependent on me like reliably having like 3 hour chunks of free time. Yeah. Um and so sure enough the tabletop thing kind of didn't work. Uh it wasn't my fault that time. Um but uh you know we still we we kind of had this desire to tell stories together and and you know the desire to collaborate and he uh, had been working on this game for a long time and i think a he he wanted to give me a chance to to try and do some narrative design thing to see how the chance to story tell inside a game actually worked B, I, I think he'd been pulled in a few different directions and kind of wanted another voice to step in and focus. And C, I think there was also just an element of like, well, if I've got another person in here on this, like, I've, then I've got to get it finished, right? Yeah. Like that kind right. of. Um, two people can't dawdle around forever. Exactly. I mean, they can. But yes. It's, no, it's you a... know, it's a lot harder when you've got like the guilt factor in there of like. Right. How, well, oh, how many video games are decades out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, he invited me to, to come on and, and be part of it. And he had, uh, kind of in place, like the, the idea of, uh, you know, this kind of like physical labor of clearing this garden as a chance to also kind of clear your mind, process your emotions. Uh, he, he had, uh, you know, kind of the idea of this being the aftermath of like a flashpoint of, uh, guilt, regret, trauma, um, and he had a few details about the character, uh, and and beyond that, he was kind of like, I just you know just go go nuts, well not you know nuts, but just like I you know write right. write a story, you know we want we want encouragement from the family, we want uh, you know kind of the emotional high point to be the decision to you know put in the work. It's a game about putting in the work. It's a story about putting in the work. Uh, and we talked a lot about apologies. We talked a lot about remorse. We talked a lot about what makes, uh, you know, an apology or a decision to do better a meaningful one. Uh, and then kind of how, the, again, you know, all that dovetails into the fact that this person is like literally physically and mentally 
cleaning things up. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I uh, was also kind of carrying around some frustration, some, yeah. some guilt from a, you know, a previous work. Well, we don't have to delve into that unless no, we want no. To. Listen, we, I'm not here to to drag out your personal baggage and, and air it <laughs> and, and put we, on. We we can. I mean, I you know. Listen, I listen. Kind of... I'm not willing to open. Let me rephrase that. I'm not willing to open people's personal baggage because I don't want cartoon style socks to fly all over me and have to deal right. with all these things. Fair. Because I'm like, oh, um, it's it's a real it's a real snake's nest, you know. Like, is this because you know, since socks is a good thing, is the best scenario. In the, in the worst case scenario, it is full of snakes, and I'm like, I don't know how to deal with snakes. And instead of be like, that sounds bad. Yeah, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, that's kind of always, yeah. you know, the 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 line that you walk with 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 creativity right? right like it's usually it's like well i I've, I've got something i want to get it out there usually because it's like something inside of me that doesn't want to stay um and it's like how much do you do you put yourself out there how sincere do you be I you hope, know how much i hope very sincere yeah well I, you know that's i i have a really strong tendency when like especially songwriting to kind of put uh, to, to, to mask things, you know, to, uh, to, to hide insecurities and jokes. There's something that's really common. You know, it's like the, the most sincere song that I ever wrote. I like hit it in the middle of a rap album and surrounded it with just like 20 minutes of dick jokes on either side. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, as you, as you tease apart that creatively, uh, there's, there's also the question of like, how much do you talk about that? on 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 the side of it because who, who was it was it like florence and the machine lately put out an album like and it was called daddy's home and like the whole thing was about her feelings around her her father getting out of prison and then she like didn't want to talk about her father getting out of prison in interviews which like on the one yeah. hand i totally understand not wanting to address that any more than you already have in the album but on the other hand it's like well people are going to ask because because it's there you know, it is it is the thing that's on the table for discussion. Yeah, it, it changes. Like you know, there's there's a difference between like presenting it as you're you're pre- presenting your art and then having to sort of um, talk about it as like it's when like you know it's very much like the art that can do the talking for you and you don't need to then video essay yourself. You know. And yeah, ex- and explain yourself thoroughly when you, especially when you feel like, no, no, I already did. You did you listen to the album that explained everything already? Yeah, that, yeah. that kind of went through my emotions. <clears throat> what is the? I'm, I'm I'm sure you've seen like the the David Lynch. Yeah, clip that goes around. He's he is he is he's very much that guy where he never wants to elaborate thematically on his stuff, where he's like the the film is well like that's there's like a specific quote to i think where he says something the idea of like oh i don't remember but like you know the why the movie talked you know yeah right? well, I, th- I think that there's there's one he's like you know believe it or not Eraserhead is my most spiritual oh, film yeah. <laughs> and they're like can can you elaborate on that and he goes no right right I, <laughs> it's 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 a true blessing that's such like a weird guy has gotten so popular in a way 
yeah, yeah, both both kind of as a creator and as like a like a mimetic figure unto himself. Yeah, it was one of those things where I worry that people aren't aren't then also taking the message of what he is saying of like no like just just sort of like make the thing that you want to make and um, yeah don't have to feel the need to over explain it or um to like uh and it, it movies are weird because i think they had a time where real weirdos can make real weird shit and um get money to do it and i like kind of almost like uh audience uh, antagonistic work and uh, sometimes i feel like that is missing in in more budgeted games and i kind of get disappointed <laughs> that maybe they just never had that era or maybe it's simply yet to come oh oh that's that's intriguing like and that's like I that's feel just like, like oh, oh sorry no 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 go 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 Oh well, I, well, I, you actually you touched off like eighty different thoughts, which okay. is why, why I kept uh, trying to. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, I'll, while you while you sort the ones that you want, I was gonna say there's very few like, especially like big budget feels like like there are idiosyncratic voices that it's like oh no, this is a person's kind of distinct approach to something. Like you have some here and there, but they um. Well, okay. Well, the f- the few that there are, like I think, <laughs> I think David Cage is bad. I think he makes bad games, <laughs> but I guess there's, but not also they're not bad enough that they're like interesting. Who's who's the Ed Wood of gaming? I think is kind right. of what you're. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, is it the guy that makes those weird like Christian wrestling games? <laughs> Uh, wow, I'm not sure I even know about that. I think I think the I might be appending a Christian where it doesn't belong, but he makes like really weird like wrestling games by himself. But um, yeah, no, there there aren't that many like. So to pick on, I don't want to pick on the the, the cat game, but I, can I can I pick on the cat game for a moment? I, well, I haven't played the cat game. I'm excited to play the cat game. Okay, but, uh, you, you you can you can. I, I, I don't want to just I don't want to dissuade you if you it could be very so anyway I because I, I saw people like oh everyone's so excited about this cat game where you're a cat and they're like oh it's also very French and I was like oh okay that sounds like but then I, I watched roughly 10 I came across roughly 10 minutes of it being played and um, there's like um, button prompts everywhere for like jumping to different ledges there's like you're basically you're not you're solving puzzles as if you were human, you know? Um, I, there's a chase sequence. I, you immediately get a robot that starts speaking English for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... I, I don't know. I, I did hear people who really delved into it say that it does reward you for following kind of cat-like impulses. Like, yeah. it is very possible to, like knock shit off of a ledge or a table and like accidentally you know start a chain of events that solves a puzzle yeah you absolutely are rewarded for for going places that you shouldn't go and and like those kinds of things and i don't know like that with the button prompts thing like i was i, I was just starting you know some like big exploration deal and it's like oh okay well do you want the hud on or yeah. off or like you know showing up periodically, and I I don't know if Stray does that or not because I haven't played it, but I think that would be really 
appropriate, like really useful, depending on your comfort level. Like if you yeah. do just want to be a cat and dick around, cool. But if you want to like specifically wander through this story that they've written uh, without that, then that's an option too. I, I don't know. It's always it's all, I guess I I. I... I've been thinking a lot more about how much games want you to play them and complete them <laughs> and how I'm like, no games should be more antagonistic to their players every now and then. Um, it, it's a weird thing to say that a game wants you to beat it. Um, no, I, 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 I get that. I mean, and I, I'm all for accessibility yeah. personally. Like I, I like it when, uh, you know, like, if I'm having a hard time figuring out where to, like, climb next, like, if, if the thing I can grab is, like, a slightly different color, that's not going to hurt my feelings. Because yeah. I will just, like, spend 30 minutes jumping on slightly higher ledges trying to figure out what counts as a foothold and what right. doesn't. Right, and if, and if it looks good and it makes sense, it's not like a, it's a bad thing. I'm not, like, you know, it's like... <laughs> It's like, yeah. you know, if you watch old cartoons and it's like, clearly this is a cell and not part of a painted background. So someone's going to interact yeah. with that. It I also realized I said I'm all for accessibility as though yeah. there were a butt coming and there's not a butt coming. Like, I'm just, I'm all in on accessibility. Um, yeah, it's accessibility is always a very weird question, I think, because I think there are different levels of like what accessibility means, you know? True. True, true, true. And how, like, how um, do you translate that to other like? Should a really dense novel is it inaccessible if it doesn't have like Spark Note styles explanations of what's happening? You know, does that book not have proper accessibility just because technically it's available in like different languages and Braille and that sort of thing? Like, what 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 does accessibility? Because there's a physical aspect to gaming, you know. It kind of like muddies what accessibility can mean, you know. I, I guess. I mean, I think for for me, just ensuring that the broadest number of people can enjoy what a what a thing is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and you know, one of the things about games that makes it such rich territory is the thing it's supposed to be can can be a lot of things. You know, I mean, like I I look at, uh, you know, something like Celeste, uh which has a lot to offer both as just an incredibly difficult platformer and, and also as a really moving, uh, you know, story about, you know, looking inward and personal discovery and growth. Um, and like you absolutely can view that as parts of a whole, uh, you know, kind of this unified experience, but it's, it's also a game that has far and away uh, like some of the most minute options that I've ever seen to make yeah. sure that if you're a person who only wants the story part and, you know, maybe, maybe it's that, you know, you, you can't on a physical level do the, you know, the, the crazy type platforming, or maybe it's just like, I mean, I'm, I'm 35. No, I'm not. I'm 30. What year is it? I think <laughs> I'm 36. Um, and like there are some things that I don't have patience for anymore that right. I still want to kind of experience the gist. Um and like I, I don't know, I'd rather like play Castlevania three with Konami's little rewind button than like watch a let's play because I'm still like getting some of it. Yeah. Even if I even if I'm not gonna like sit there, you know, on my floor like I was when I was twelve, like learning each and every like pixel of like bionic commando. Like yeah. I don't have the patience to do that again, but I still 
want elements of it. I, I don't know if that makes sense. No, you're tell you're talking to someone who um, uh, may or may not have trigger set to save state load state. You know, I yeah yeah I I recognize that sometimes I want to get through this, but like but I, the, the same times I recognize that um, the game like I'm 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 cheating around the game, you know, presenting it. it it's kind of like built. It's like an intended build, but also there's like a uh, it's very weird. Um, in terms of like how how it's meant to you're meant to like progress in a way and yeah and like well and like what are you what are you supposed to take away from it what are you supposed right, to yeah. learn how are you supposed to feel um and you know i'm not saying anything groundbreaking or new here but as soon as you kind of shove that off into the world to go live on its own that immediately becomes part of a larger conversation right uh, and no one <laughs> After after you make a movie, no one's stopping you from going to YouTube and watching my eight million ending explained videos, you know, yeah. and probably yeah. and po- quite po- quite probably getting the wrong message from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, you were also kind of talking about like errors in 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 gaming and and autism and. Uh, you know, on the one hand, I feel like auteur theory is kind of, you got to be careful with, like, you can absolutely see, like, a directorial mark in yeah. a film. Um, you can absolutely see a directorial mark in a game. I mean, everyone is well aware of, you know, Kojima's various fixations and yeah. fascinations. And he's, he's um, one of those few that I think, like, feels like weirdly distinct like i was i was watching let's plays and even even let's plays i, I was watching like actual edited ones which is like if if you didn't come up through i guess like the lp archive sort of thing like i did not it's like wow these are like a this is kind of the way i want to watch these you know yeah yeah but, but I, mean, I, I didn't realize like how sort of like distinct his voice is throughout like and how like Idiosync, like they're they're kind of like their own thing, you know. Yeah. Well, and I, um, my personal weird game developer that I will follow to the ends of the earth is uh, Suda Fifty One. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, you know, you you're you're talking about uh, you know games that are antagonistic to to the player. Um, have you ever messed with any of Suda's stuff at all? Yes. Okay. Have you played Flower, Sun, and Rain? I, I, I purchased it for the Nintendo DS, and I've played a little bit of it. Okay. I, do, you, do you mind if I talk about it? Not at a all. A little bit. Okay. I don't want to, like, spoil anything for you. Yeah. No. It's one of those. I'm, I'm currently, like, working through some, some of my, like, my PC games before I dive back into, like, mostly because of my computer. Um, I had to reboot it, and I have to, like get my my um my very legal um emulation hardware back up to speed as they say sure, sure. and well, i don't want um, to i don't want to be like oh no i lost my 30 hour breath of fire four save i just don't want to confront that reality possibly you know i understand that yeah um i uh hold on i'm trying to thought so like Flower, sun, and rain. Um, you're you're a detective. You've shown up on this island, 
to to solve a mystery. There's been a bomb threat on on a plane. Um, you check into this hotel you're staying, and then immediately, like, the plane explodes. You wake up the next day. Very little explanation of what's happening. It, it quickly becomes apparent that this is a Groundhog's Day type scenario, right? But like, all of the puzzles are incredibly opaque. There's like literally a guidebook with all the answers in it, and still like it's it's <laughs> near impossible to figure out some of this stuff. But then the kicker is, you're you're on this like resort island. No cars are allowed on the island. You you drove up in one. You have to leave it in the parking lot. So as you get sent on fetch quests and like tasks, you're like walking from one end of this like enormous resort town to the other at just like regular human walking speed. Uh, and and you can eventually like unlock like a faster walking speed, but like it's very like you're you're gonna spend the vast majority of the game just like sauntering up and down these like five mile stretches of road. Yeah. Uh while little MIDI versions of like Gershwin play in the background. And it's punishing. I mean it's just absolutely brutal. Uh you wanna talk about antagonizing the player. Um, but it's also funny as hell to like a very specific kind of person. Yeah. Um and then, like, it also, like, if you want a prayer of what's going on, you need to have played, like, other stuff that he has, you know, produced previously. But there's, like, no mention of that in the game itself anywhere. It's it's captivating. I have no idea how in the hell it got made. <laughs> you, you know, he people, he, he got, it's all in that Fire Pro Wrestling good faith or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um... But I, I don't know. I mean, there there is room for for voices, yeah, like that. But I mean, it's it's always the budget question, right? There's there's the sliding scale. I mean, and you know, back in the day, you had um, oh gosh, I'm I'm blanking. Uh, Roberta, the point and clicks, King's Quest, and all that. Oh, but Sierra. Like, yeah, Sierra. Yeah. Um, oh, Roberta I Williams. Roberta last... and Ken Williams. Is that what you're looking for? Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, I mean, they're that, back. that was... Huh? I was saying they're back also. Oh, I, oh hell yeah. I That's forget great. What, I forget what they're doing. They're doing something. Okay, well, I'm going to have to follow that up. But, I mean, I, you, you can talk about scope and scale. You can talk about how easy it is to tell, like, who the, you know, quote-unquote director was... I, I think there's there's always been a whole bunch of factors that are always constantly shifting at the same time, you know, and some of it's budget and some of it's tools and some of it's the way budget and tools intersect, right? Like, I mean, if everyone has access to, you know, like high-powered engines now, um, you can you can sit around and make something in like RPG Maker, you can make something in, in Unity and, and no one can stop you. And and then now there's also the question of like, well who's gonna see it? Who's gonna care? And and that's you know, then you have publishers, like exactly the thing that you're doing. Um and then, you know, you also have the kind of like mid tier indie publishers, but as those get a name for themselves, then they wind up focusing on their their aesthetic 
they wind up needing to produce at a certain scale. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know. I feel like I've said a lot of things and yet also haven't said anything at all. But I guess what I'm trying to circle is it's it's a constant struggle of like, what resources does it take to make something? What resources does it take to actually like disseminate that thing? Who's going to care? And like those factors are just kind of a constant like shifting ocean of flux and there are periods where really cool shit will break through the static and then, you know, capitalism will happen and it right. all gets squished and then, you know, we we repeat the cycle until the next, you know, innovation or or the next thing that makes cool shit available to creators comes back through. Right. Um, I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't be swearing. Maybe. No, no, you're allowed to. I often check the explicit tag when I upload this. Gotcha. Well, we are we are a swear um, welcoming zone. This is a safe space for swear words. I I appreciate that. Um, yeah, there is yeah there is um, and because it I think there is a well I think we're in a real um, maybe on the way seeing the the other side of a very um pop culture dominated landscape right now you know between mm. just like big budget like um you know games as a service just like monopolizing so much of people's space and time and you know the the, the disney juggernaut being 90 yeah. percent of what is in theaters and that kind of thing but i think yeah. i you know bigger budget stuff even does like trickle through every now and then i saw and like there are like uh, like some like even um some studios like i was just i'm just beat aside from like the the post game expansion part um i just beat control and that is like <laughs> remedy is very very i was like i was like oh wow i forgot remedy just like rules so hard and uh, and that they're yeah. like they're so distinct um in like in like it's also like what makes games and this is like you know kojima is the same you know mentioned earlier and like suda and all these different people what makes them distinct is like not just like oh they tell stories differently but it's like they approach the way that games are made and played differently as well like yeah. i i remember at some point like knee deep in like uh, my my fifteenth section of chest high walls in some video game and thinking I wonder was what was like like huh how do we play games before there were cover shooters and then I this was probably years ago and I'm like I'm playing control I'm like oh they just made good games <laughs> or they just made them fun or um, that's that's a, a, a reductive way to say it, but it was more like they there was like no no cover wasn't a um, a linear progression in the third person shooter model like people had already thought of ways away like it worked for a reason like maybe things were less accurate or they there was like hit stun on enemies when you hit them but like there's um they were they were more mobile there was a different style of game and there's no reason you need to stop but it's just like gears of war got popular or whatever you know yeah i really enjoyed the, the 2016 doom for that or just that that constant sense of kineticism yeah um, it's like okay, well, if you stand still for two seconds, you're you're going to be exploded and ripped apart. Um, yeah, it is very much replicating that that original style of Doom. You run eighty miles an hour, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I feel like people have been kind of returning to that well lately. There was what that like Boomerang X, I think like Neon White is supposed to have some of that. I mean, I haven't had a chance to, to dig into either of those yet. Yeah. But I, it's 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 fascinating to me, like the the way like individual aspects of a game like that um that that might not seem that big a deal to casual observation and then all of a sudden will be will be a genre again um like a like a coverless first person shooter i i don't know it's 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 interesting it was also fun yeah you know there's it's kind of like um they're just sort of like there is there a something catches on like there's no reason like doom should have caught on but sometimes it will catch on and it'll create like oh this is how we make first person shooters now and then it'll be like until someone's like you know you can just make hide and cover and then suddenly it's like oh wow these like tactical third person shooters where i have to (laughs) carefully navigate a space you know and hide behind cover and it's just like sorry no, I was going to say this is sort of like how you don't know what you had till you lose it, you know? <laughs> or, I think there's or, a song about that. Um, I, I, I've erased it from my memory. All roughly 13 million versions of it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 almost like uh, like like breath. Like just this. just this cycle of of subtle changes and and maybe you don't even really recognize how pervasive something has become until you know something else comes along and and causes that shift like it's hard to have perspective on it when you're in it and honestly i feel like i'm living in a a personal renaissance because like I'm like, since when? I, I, I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, since when did you all like Alan Wake? You didn't all like Alan Wake. Don't you lie to me. I I loved that game, and you were all like, man, it's a seven at best. And like, it's amazing. I, it feels fun. I, I like I like it when the lit <laughs> when I put my flashlight on the guys and they pop, and I like the way they sway around. I I just finished Alan Wake. I yeah. I, I did the the remaster. I missed it back in the day. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But I also like I was like, oh, this is just like, what if Max Payne was Twin Peaks? Yes. But the answer <laughs> to that question is, it would freaking own. Yeah, I, I it would be it. sign me up. Yeah. Um. Max Payne. Bless. Yeah. I no. W- so I. I, I wonder like, if you could do a oh. thing between like watching, playing, playing. So I, I did a, a thing occasionally with a friend where we would watch, like, you know, uh, like Hellraiser and then, like, Hellraiser 6, you know, <laughs> and see, like, one one after another and see, like, after it's, it's, after it's so far away from Clive Barker's hands or anyone yeah. who had any touch for him, like, I wonder if you can do the same with, like, what is Max Payne 1 versus Max Payne 3, you know? Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't didn't do Max Payne three well it's like a, at that point it's like you know ips move around at some point something is just an ip you know it's no longer yeah. the original I mean, person the the remedy folks did the second one right i believe, believe so they did one and two and then the probably yeah. rockstar owned the ip or something yeah i think is what happened yeah <sighs> and then um, 
Yeah, but that's also like with like the same thing with micro publishers, where like Devolver and Annapurna and these types um, become like developers in people's minds because they 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 hew so specifically to a certain style. Yeah, and I, I mean, I I like that to an extent, you know. I mean, and I have right. friends who work there, so you know. Um, and I'm actually I'm actually working on something for Devolver right right now, which has been said that's out in the world. Um, yeah, and that's and that's not like um, and that's not a unique thing to that. Where it's like how many record labels and like book imprints have, like cater around a specific style, you know? Yeah, it's like here's the aesthetic, here's here's the brand. Yeah, here's... yeah we're, we're a punk label, you know? Yeah, um, actually, like my. One of my favorite bands had their whole big career breakthrough because they got kicked off of Geffen for making like a Beatlesy power pop uh, record instead of, you know, grunge. It it happens, and yeah, the I I appreciate the consistency and I appreciate their the the ability to elevate things that might not get elevated. Yeah. But, you know, again, you run into a, a problem of scale over time, right? Like you, you need to keep doing bigger things, better things, more surprising things as you scale up kind of, you know, well, what resources do I have to give attention to individual projects? You know, some of that shifts and, you know, there's, uh, yeah, it's like you said, the the perception that this is a developer when when it is not, it is a publisher. And, yeah, uh, I, think, I think that's that's mostly mostly because I have never felt that with most other mediums. That I think that is a um, a video is more distinctly a video game problem than a publisher problem. You know, where people just so. aren't getting the right focus. It's like I'm never like, wow, I love all these new records that Rhino is putting out every year. <laughs> you know, not like yeah. Uh, I'm not recognizing, oh, there's no bands here, you know? Probably yeah, because... I mean, I think you can... Well, yeah, that's true. Because, like, even if you're really into, like, sub-pop in the late yeah. 90s, early 2000s, like, you still knew who the who the bands were. Right. A couple of them probably brought you the sub-pop in the first place. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, that's an interesting point, interesting question. I don't know. Um I guess okay. film is probably running in, in the way that people like, um, or you know, think of the A twenty four film. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, which, holy shit, I'm still just kind of floored by uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, which I, I named my publishing company for my own music. Like back in like 2012 or something, I, I filed a DBA for uh, everything all the time, always. Yeah. Uh, and I need to make sure that I don't confuse the name of my own uh, business with the name of this film. But no, I was struck. I mean, and it's and it's cool. I I, I appreciate that there are. Like on the one hand, you're right. Like they are kind of beholden to an aesthetic expectation at this point. Um, but on the other hand, you know, they're still doing a bunch of cool shit and they're yeah. still small enough. They're nimble enough that they can take, uh, a, a chance on something like that. And, uh, so glad it paid off. I don't know what, what message that will or won't send to the economic powers that be, but what a, what a great little movie. 
Yeah, and and really, it's just like um, scale also feels like a very video game problem where graphics always need to get shinier, you know. And it's like they don't though; they can just it doesn't always need to get bigger, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's I'm gonna say great little film. It was actually a expansive, you know, constantly shifting, mind-boggling film. But like, I, I don't know scale i think like you you maybe you wouldn't call it scale on on a movie but there are still things that like trends that emerge right like yeah um i was reading a whole article where someone was talking about like revisiting a bunch of marvel stuff that's kind of like post practical effects right because you know special effects like model builder stuff or union and cg typically and um so you know there's there's the big push towards the cg and it just doesn't always hold up when you get it on like a giant like 4k television in your house like the 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 flaws start to emerge even if something's pixel perfect it's going to it's it's going to be different it's going to look different (laughs) trust me when i tell you i saw that first spider-man i'm like that's a computer spider-man that's not a real spider-man yeah, you can't <laughs> fool me, Sam yeah. Raimi. These th- no, even not even yeah, um, even post. I I I, I have, the last one I saw was the first Spider Man, not that Spider Man. Um, I, w- I was I w- you know they they had Wait, a lot the, of practical. The first that. first Spider Man. No, or the, the third the, first Spider Man. The third first Spider Man. The newest okay. first Spider Man. Gotcha. Not the first 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 first. I bet you if you look back, there's some CG, but probably. It probably leans more practical, and I'd, it I'd looks, imagine. Yeah, but there's still like the swinging shots kind of look like they're on like a PlayStation Two, <laughs> right? Well, and maybe PlayStation Three. Right, that's where we right. should have stopped. We should have stopped as a culture right there as a PlayStation <laughs> Three. We've we've reached like two more of them. I I haven't seen what we've gained out of it. You know, I haven't gained much out of it, honestly. I mean, yeah, I I'm definitely in like camp. You know what shorter games with worse graphics made by people who are paid more to work less like yes thousand percent but every now and then i'll settle in with like you know fallen order the 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 star war and it's like gosh okay well this is ridiculously good looking yeah and i and i appreciate it i just don't want people to like suffer in order to bring me that you know that's right, the, right. that's the trade-off that's not worth it you don't you don't need like does this person need to work eighty hours so I can see the individual hairs on like Ed Starkiller, you know? Yeah. Ed Star Yeah, exactly. So it's it's uh also, I'm, I, I guess it's just, and this is a, this is always a matter of personal preference, of course, because I will be like, wow, a, a person did with like lines, and it's like very impressive i guess when you want you approach photorealism um you kind of lose an expression that like it's not quite like a person so it's never going to be good as a person could be but also it's never going to have a um, the same level of expression that a more abstract like representation of people is going to have you know yeah yeah i thousand percent get that i guess for you know what what kind of shown about that for me was more like the environments, the color, there was a vividness. Yeah. But you're you're absolutely right when it kinda when it comes to people, it's uh it's harder. I don't know. 
it's all it's, listen it's almost as if there's not really a right answer for any question in art you know humbug there's an answer we are going to solve no, art today no i refuse <laughs> i refuse to attempt to solve anything i am just saying the things that i believe and those things are like at some point i um yeah it's it, it was a liberating feeling when i was like um you know i just i don't have to agree with everyone you know yeah, yeah, I get that. No one has to like. There was to to put it to put it in internet terms, people will understand at some point, and there probably is. You'll probably still see it from time to time, like a bit from Counter Reads, where he's like, "I'm just done arguing with people. If you say two plus two equals five, buddy, that's fine with me." You know? Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I, I don't care. <laughs> and it's so like. Um. I've said I've had like events with indie apocalypse in my own games where people will try to like oh I want to critique or I don't like it's like you know what it's not for everybody you know not everything's for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I was thinking, was it? Saw someone on Twitter say that like someone was complaining about movies being bad or boring, and it was like, no, movies have never been better. Movies for regular people suck, though. They've always and, sucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's the, the worst curse the movies ever had was that the blockbuster became passably watchable. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 I struggle because on the one hand, like, I don't mind if, if things ex- exist. That's a really stupid sentence to come out of a mouth i don't mind if things exist let me back up and say like when i was a kid uh and you know there was the the spider-man cartoon right and at one point like carnage showed up and like he was gonna beat the hell out of spider-man you know little like 10 year old me was like oh no what's gonna you know and then like war machine shows up nice you know and i was like oh that's so cool like but that's that's the guy he's from iron man you know i was like what if we could do that but movies and yeah and you know flash forward like 20 years a finger curls on the monkey's paw um, so you're, saying, you're saying the problem isn't the movies it's the adult children who watch them well i you know i i mean i i i more <laughs> or less keep up with it you know yeah. i i do and i i i enjoy it and i i acknowledge you know the 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 jingoism and the you know all of the other you know the homogeneity the homogeneity homogeneity homogeny the the homogenous yeah the homogeny there we go I was I was adding another syllable there was the problem yeah you know like there there are a thousand percent issues with it but there's also still like deep inside of me that like awestruck eight year old yeah so I you know for me the problem is is less the existence of it and more like how much space is there for other things. Yeah. You know, like Disney thousand percent does not need to be like bullying theater chains into not releasing, you know, indie films. Uh thousand percent we don't need to, you know, buy all of Fox Pictures. Although I do look forward to like the fighting game that I'm sure is coming out where I can be like Jules from Pulp Fiction and I can get into a gunfight with like Maria from Sound of Music and Iron yeah. Man. Well, everyone's um, got everyone's doing their everyone's got to have their mascot platformer now, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not platformer. Um, I'm platform fighter. Sorry, the technical yeah, term. Yeah, it's. <laughs> um, if, if multiverses does well enough, I guarantee you there'll be a Disney one. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm seriously like Darth Vader versus Maria von Trapp. I'm gonna be there. Um, yeah, that I. <laughs> 
there's a really good clip from Space, the second Space Jam that does not feel like it's real. And or oh, feels like it's heavily edited and it's not at all. And it's just, it feels like a like a bit like yeah. a satire. Yeah. Or it feels like someone edited a bunch of clips together, like out of sequence. Mm. But it's, it's yeah. like the thing, you know, the thing, you know, the thing, you know, the thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I yeah, for for me, like I don't like the existence of the Marvel Cinematic Universe does not hurt anyone in and of itself. And I think it's really cool that like you know, my my mom cried over uh Groot. Oh no, you know? what happened to him? Oh well, I just like I think the first the first movie he like sacrifices himself to save oh. the team, you know, yada yada. Like, I hear he's a baby I, now, so he got better. Yeah, he did. He got he got better. But like I, you know, like ten year old me, was just delighted that my 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 mother is aware of who Groot is, yeah. let alone could could shed a tear for the little guy. Um. So like it's 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 cool that it exists for it. For me, and I, I think again, I, I know I always say this, but it, it feels more like a problem with capitalism than with like the movies themselves. Where like it's not enough to have this all-encompassing film juggernaut. We've got to you know buy everything else. We've got to subsume everything else. We've got to make sure nothing's competing. Right. And that's the thing to me that that sucks. And I feel like there's got to be a world where you can have one without the other maybe uh, i'm lying to myself the, an- I don't the answer know. The, now the, the the only answer is it's we're it's weird to see the um comic book industry industry be like replicated in real time in movies you know yeah yeah so it's, it's like weird to see um people be like oh here's here's mainline marvel and dc spider-man batman all your friends are here um and now on TV, we'll do like here are the side characters, and maybe you know I wish they gave them to more ambitious, um, interesting teams. Like is usually what those C-listers get is like someone that makes them fun and weird and tries their own thing instead of kind of still being house style, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's where you get like the the um, the that like the 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 fraction Aja Hawkeye and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cares about him, so they give yeah. them to people and let them do whatever they want. Give give me more, you know, stuff like like Patton Oswalt had a Modoc show. Yeah, I want when when is my when do I get an ecstatic show? Is what I want to know. <laughs> I think and I great. want to I want to be is 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 strange in pop art as ecstatics is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, on on the one hand, too, it's like things are things are hamstrung. I've heard a lot of people talk about, and I'm I'm behind because there are simply too many Disney's, you know, yeah. to, to keep track of. Um, but I I heard people talk about like the the kind of bold authenticity of like the Miss Marvel thing, or people talk about like uh it, egyptian music from like underrepresented groups in and moon knight like there's you know there's cool stuff happening there but you know there's also like the the need to tie it into the larger thing like i i don't know like they we have a she-hulk happening yeah. and like jessica gao is show running it which is incredible 
Uh, and, you know, you've got, like, several of my favorite people in the world. Like, I, did you watch Orphan Black? No, no, I have, um, I have not. I've, I've, I've thought about it. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I've listened to before Tatiana Maslany on podcasts. That's but fair. that's the most, I'm like, this, and Christian Brune, I believe, is he also on that show? I think so, yeah. Then they were charming enough there. They're like, oh, maybe I should have watched the Orphan Black show. It sounds interesting. It's, uh, I, I, I tell you what, like, there are moments when it is, like, kind of gripping, like, thriller sci-fi. And yeah. there are movies, and there there are moments where it's just, like, blown up ridiculous soap opera. But, like, all of the things that it is at every point down the line is, is always entertaining. But But she is incredible as like eight plus members of the main cast um because you know it's about this like a woman who discovers she's part of a larger kind of conspiracy uh around like clone fabrication and and illegal you know biological research and so she she winds up stumbling into like a little enclave of more of her that are trying to get to the bottom of like why they're here and what happened and like whether anyone can help with like some medical issues that have started to arise among them. Um, and you know, like in, out of necessity, something like that is, is anchored by her performance. And I like sometimes genuinely would forget that it was all just one actor until the credits rolled. She was yeah. staggering. That is um, what it's drawn me to that, like the, just the idea of that. But yeah, so I don't know. It's like coming back to the Marvel thing. It's like favorite character, phenomenal writer, ridiculous cast. Like even if they do shoot themselves in the foot by you know trying to make it tie into you know a Hulk sequel and you know like Thor five or whatever this shit like yeah still a lot of cool folks got paid yeah that's uh, and listen those are the issues you skip over in your in the good runs you know it's like oh this is why is this just suddenly so boring i'm like oh it's because it's trying to <laughs> trying to shoe in all this like even like specifically ms marvel i thought got less interesting as like it started to tie as as it clearly once like once it clearly became a hit yeah. it started to, like yeah. tie into the larger universe i'm like oh this is not as interesting anymore yeah like, there was a Sorry. No, I was. Uh, that I was gonna say is like um, now that it has to incorporate like you know mainline characters, and then it sidelines like the the book's own characters, you know. Yeah. Or yeah. gets or mostly that got more superhero e and has. Uh, <laughs> I don't like superhero. I guess I don't like um, lasers and punching as much because it doesn't usually look great. So. Um, yeah, that's fair. Like I, you know, it was like the WandaVision thing. It was like, well, this is really cool. I really hope that this doesn't end with like two colors of like lightning, and and it did. But like, we had a nice time getting there. Um, yeah, listen. I just <laughs> it happens in comics too. Like, how many times is Tom King gonna write the exact same book? You know, as many times as they let him. Yeah. Um, um what was the? There was a Anne Nocenti had a great run on daredevil and in the 80s and like bless her they just really let her fly her like 
environmentalist like bleeding heart flag which works really well for for matt murdoch as a character yeah but there was a there there was one issue i think like marvel had this whole big like um crossover called acts of vengeance and i think like dr doom or someone had done this whole like conspiracy to like get everyone's villain to go fight a different superhero and you know throw them off their game and nascenti bless her just absolutely treated that with disdain like she she got it in there um but it was like daredevil's like going through the woods and finds this like rusted out confused ultron having an existential crisis and like has to deal with that and then at one point like out of like absolutely nowhere someone's like truly what an act of vengeance and she's like clearly <laughs> giving the middle finger to the whole yeah it, would, uh, it, it was very interesting I'm, I'm probably gonna maybe i'm gonna get back on now i was listening to i've listened to like a very good um podcast about the x-men as someone who doesn't really read that many comics but i love i love to yeah. hear about it um i get that I really enjoy explaining the X-Men like a lot because <laughs> I also that's like to 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 one listen you tricked me yeah you tricked me into the the, the one thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about comic books it's yes it's my lore it's my it's my it's my siren's call it's like I hear someone talking about comic books mostly because I like them an awful lot and I'm I'm very close to writing a, like a very long blog post about once I've written my first on co-host I'm like oh I can just write on co-host now and writing right. about how Ikoku Nikai is my new octopus pie which is a very specific thing to me in particular and I'm thinking about octopus pie a lot more having just read um, or having just played Perfect Tides which is <laughs> I. I very highly if you like adventure games or games in general I highly if you are if you if you're a townie or you feel like you've, you're a townie I recommend it if you're like a coastal townie Okay well I, not not coastal but I I definitely grew up in a lot of southern small towns yeah. uh, so what Oh okay so this is a Meredith Grand Meredith Grand yes Grand? of, octo, of octopi Yes it's exceptional what? It's okay. like it's like if you like anything about Octopus Pie, it, it is like everything where she is like very good at writing messy, relatable, understandable people. Wow! 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 Okay, I didn't know about this. Yeah, I um, uh, uh, see it's secret in the apocalypse lore in that in that um, Perfect Tides is very much like one of the the catalyzing pieces of indie apocalypse in general and that i was showing next to her at tcaf in like their game section Mm -hmm. and she was there for like half a day before going back to her comics table i was like why are we sitting here showing games and not making money this sucks Uh, there ought to be a better way i thought yeah we ought we ought to be selling things so we ought to like actually (laughs) end this kind of like 16 year development cycle for every little game because that's to be a certain length yeah but um yeah no there's, anyway good stuff townies um i'm a big fan of um it, it's a weird very specific like so 
were you like outside like a college town if you weren't coastal because coastal is usually like vacation people but i guess like if you're in a it, or maybe it, uh, maybe you and i are saying thinking different things when we say towny oh well i maybe so i just uh i i actually i have to run for like two minutes i frankly i i need to hit the restroom real quick do you do you mind no go I ahead just, i i'll vamp i, I guess I, I, yeah, I am so sorry. I, I will be right back. Please please do vamp. Okay, yeah. So, um, oh, no, my vamping was going to be explaining what townies were, but it doesn't work if there's um, not the person we were discussing our definitions with. Um, but anyway, like I was saying, yeah, Octopus Pie is very good. It ended fairly, fairly, I say fairly recently. It's gonna. She was working on the game for like six years, so it probably ended like seven or eight years ago. But it's like... One of the one of the one of the classics of the um, the early the kind of like grandfathered in webcomic era. Oh, least favorite. Okay. So that's that's a. I was not expecting. It to, I didn't actually read that question where it said least. <laughs> huh. What is my least favorite local food? Um. You know. The um. The kind of like default pizza style around most of my pizza places around town. I'm not the biggest fan of like it's perfectly fine. Um, I don't I don't know what the specific style is. If it's just like this is the um, this is house style of pizza. I always assume that it is um, that is more Greek style because the the closest one to me is run by a Greek guy. So I think well that must be Greek style pizza. Uh, but I don't know what the style is, and that's maybe. Cause it, like it's hard. Cause if I if I hate the food, I'm not gonna eat it. And I don't know like if there's any really terrible stuff. I like most of the stuff. I'm not a picky eater, so I like most of the stuff. But I'd say that style of pizza, that kind of like it's got like a sponginess to it. Maybe it's hard to describe. I think you know. It's like the kind of pizza you in my mind is the kind of pizza you get at a pizza party at school because it's like the the closest pizza. It's what all the pizza places make around here. And the pizza places that don't usually make a larger pie, which is usually more expensive, so they tend to default to that. Um, whatever oh, that style is. Are you back? Square guys, I am. I yeah, am I was. Back. I was talking about pizza. My least favorite. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, <laughs> right. Why everyone? All these people putting fucking hats on hats. You know, real sick yeah. of it. No, I was uh, sorry. I was I was looking at Twitter at the time, and there was people like there was a there was a video of someone perfectly fine TikTok someone had made of a bunch of cats in the same pose, sit over some music, and now people keep putting their jokes on top of jokes, and it's like it was fine as it was. You don't need to like one up them constantly. Like it's the same joke. But anyway, um, so 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 Tally, in my understanding, in my use of the word, is um. The people who live in college towns and vacation towns year round is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, Sorry. I, I have been that in a college town. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's, that's, I'm, I, I live kind of near the Cape as it were the fancy Cape. That is the one with the cods. So sure, I'm, sure. I'm used to like vic- the idea of vacation houses and vacation populations coming in during the summer and like mm. vacation traffic and tourists cities and then it's like anyway perfect tides is like if it if you're in this this that real northeast coastal especially i don't know what i don't know because i think she's more new york based so i don't know like what island that is supposed to be 
It's clearly not like sure. Martha's Vineyard because Martha's Vineyard is for rich people. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, I guess you can be a townie. In my mind, I think it's Martha's Vineyard because you have to take a ferry. Anyway, anyway. Um, we're, I'm going to – we're we're, hit, we're cresting an hour. So we're going to go through some questions real quick. We've got two sure. for you, both from Seoul. Um, question number one, what's your favorite type of rock? Like – M- musically or like, um, like igneous. I'm gonna l- allow you to answer both. Dealers, both okay. or I, both or either. Dealer's choice. So as as far as rock, I'm kind of a uh, music. I'm I'm kind of a sucker for like power pop, like like Sloan, or like uh, like ELO. Just kind of you know taking that rock milieu and doing something. Uh, that is in turn either a little more upbeat or a little more sensitive. You know, I'm not like yeah. a huge guitar needer. Um, as far as like geology, uh, I've I've always been really attracted to like amethyst. I don't know if that counts as a rock or not because it's 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 kind of a kind of a crystal. Listen, I'm not a rock. I'm not the rock police. So I'm not going to tell you what it is and not a rock. Okay. Well, in in that case, I'm I'm gonna go with amethyst. Perfect. Um, I think I already answered my questions in that one. It's is a repeat question. My answer, I believe, was the a rock that's good for throwing at things is my favorite kind mm. of rock, a real train track style rock. Um, okay. Which is, I feel like, I in my mind, that's a very specific thing, and then maybe people know what I'm talking about when I say that. I've never been a train track rock person because I think I, you know, I, I saw one of those ad council things when I was like six years old and they used to just like run horrifying shit on the TV to frighten children into behaving. Yeah. And, you know, they would like put the rock on the train track and the train and it would just like shoot off like right through someone's forehead. And then they would be like, oh, and also don't do drugs. No, so, like, listen, if, you, if you're not running around on the train tracks, you're not a kid. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was maybe I was never a kid. I, maybe I a, you just you went straight from you did like the, the the straight from baby to adult. I mean, I, I honestly that's not an unfair assessment. Uh, <laughs> no, I um, also is is weird to have like looking at myself like oh had like I guess I had a semi outdoorsy kind of weird to think about how rural when you don't think you're actually that rural when like there is like levels of rurality you know yeah 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 it's like you're you're not out in the boonies but at the same time like you 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 know your way around a farm and then you you grow up and you realize like that's not something that everyone has right right now the second question wildly projecting but is that anything like what you're saying yeah no that is that you you've you projected and then it kind of projected perfectly onto the um the screen and it matched and it worked great great um, the second question which uh, this is what you caught the tail end of was me describing that pizza which what mm-hmm. is what is, what is your least favorite local food oh wow and i had a hard time because i I'm, my local foods are like seafood and i love seafood <laughs> yeah See, I, I I was never a huge seafood oh, yeah. person. So like we, I lived in Boston for a couple of years, and it broke my heart that like the price of catfish and lobster flipped 
Um, because I I love catfish and I'm I'm used to just like oh I can go catch one and yeah and then have it, um, which actually makes me sound like a very different kind of person than I than I I am. But I, you know it was there. You're right. Yeah. No. I, um, <laughs> I you're you're speaking my language, my area, and I I mean because my other my other sort of foods there's like you know a lot of Portuguese food around where I am. And it's like man, I love. I love, I love, I love it. I, I does does having a cheeky Nando's count as Portuguese with the with the peri peri? Isn't that what that's whatever you to? want to count? I'm not the Portuguese. I don't have a Portuguese background. I'm not. Okay. The, I'm once again not the cop. Fair. Uh, um, I just grew up around around a lot of chorizo and chorizo. Uh, I mean. Nice. See, I I don't know. Like, um. Uh, you know, being in Arkansas, being, you know, in, in, in Texas, when I haven't been in Arkansas, it's, you know, uh, uh, a lot of, a lot of Tex-Mex, actually, I think the, they call it queso, or they will call it cheese dip, but is actually uh, probably originated in Arkansas before actually kind of traveling down to Texas. And I, I love all of those things. I love, you know, just, just a, a, a giant pile of meat and cheese on a tortilla in in some configuration. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that I would think of as being a local food that I just really. Oh, you know what? I think might be my least favorite. I may, I'd have to revisit it, but in my mind, it is not. And that's fluff. Oh, like the marshmallow fluff? Yeah. That seems like some real, real trash. <laughs> if I was like to, to go eat it now, it yeah, looks, it looks like it is barely food. I, you know, I, I, I couldn't speak to its fooditude. I've never really interacted with fluff much. I think, like maybe my little sister went through like a peanut butter and fluff like sandwich phase, but yeah. I may also be like wildly misremembering and like completely making that up well you didn't, you didn't truly experience the northeast that was no. one of those things that i didn't realize was so regional until recently <laughs> i i tell you what when we did when we lived my my wife went to school like grad school in boston and we uh lived in revere because we you know we didn't know what the commute was like or anything we just like we went where we could afford to go yeah and and we would walk past like the Neko wafer factory all the time. And that smell in the air was as incredible as the experience of eating Neko wafers is unremarkable. Um, so I, it might be cheating to, to use a local food that I hate from a place where I no longer live, but I was, I was very, nonplussed by the Neko wafers like I, I always have been and then like smelling like that factory smells like heaven itself yeah and that I, was a, it was, that was a, I, I'm gonna be honest with you I don't think I've ever ate a Neko wafer and I don't plan to it's it's kind of just like a like a little chalky sugar disc it's it is an unremarkable candy I'm going to like have Neko wafer stand twitter like Doxing me for saying that. Well, Neko's out of business, so <laughs> you'll get the, Yeah, Neko went out of business a while ago. Now I, I feel guilty for saying that shit. Yeah, I. What about um? Okay, look, before I try to, 
I try to get real regional with someone who lives in Iran a year and start talking about like crouton factories or whatever. Um, anyway, we are going to close this show down. It's been an hour. Um, okay. That's, that's long enough. I think that's how long I try to keep it. I also have a call after this at some point to talk about other things with other people, a private call. Oh, well, yeah. A, um, business call as they say. Um, but I was like, I got to make sure I get it done before that, but, um, we're good. We're good. We're good. But in, in the spirit of not having this show run on literally forever, <laughs> which I try to, I try to avoid. Sure. I don't always succeed. I got to ask, uh, oh, I forgot to ask the most important question. I can't believe I screwed up, which is Garrett. How'd you hear about any apocalypse? Actually, through through Brendan. Okay, uh, that's that, that's partially what I was expecting. That's what happens with teams. Is usually from one person. Then I gotta track down that person and find out how they found out about it. But sure. Uh, um, but it's it's been a an interesting like rabbit hole to go down. And uh, you know, it's one of the things. I, I I don't know if I've actually like made a point this entire time. I feel like I've danced around a lot of points. We've talked about you know platforms and intellectual property and like who does and doesn't actually get the chance to make you know art that says what they want to say that people get a chance to see um but i i do appreciate what you're doing it's like a pure expression of the drive to just like elevate weird shit above the noise just a little bit higher so that people can see it like not even weird shit just you know personal stuff some of it does get very weird (laughs) Well, sure. I mean, and and that's the point. <laughs> yeah. I just I just realized there's. I say yeah. that as an honorific. Right. There right. There, there's could I, absolutely I, take it as like a dismissal, which it is not. So I yeah. want to be really clear with my words. I think especially um, where a lot of this stuff it sometimes would be like, you know, a, a popular YouTuber would play and be like, "Oh, dude, what were they smoking? This stuff is so weird." And that's what they mean. Weird. Weird. Parentheses derogatory. Yeah. When you yeah. No. This is. A, as a congrat yeah follow your follow your your artistic heart yes yeah no Um, i like weird shit (laughs) yeah well i hope your phone call goes well thanks for taking time to like talk to me and where can people find your stuff if they were looking for it well most of my stuff is uh music that is on like spotify and and Bandcamp and places um I this was kind of my one foray into like writing for games. Most of what I do is composition. I guess if I was going to be like mercenary or even like self-aware, I could have said that a long time ago. No, um, listen, I, I people got to learn from context clues. Well, where can people listen? They're not gonna. You can't just go to Bandcamp and hope for the best. Where where specifically can they find this stuff? Uh, okay, so here I will I will go to my my site. And I will find. So, uh, if you go to mgarrettsteel.bandcamp.com, there's some twelve labor stuff there. Uh, if you also want to hear, well, no, yeah, uh, I also have it on Spotify. Uh, some some things that aren't on Bandcamp for like licensing reasons or collaboration reasons. Yeah. Uh, 
I I do typically have to go by Michael Garrett Steele instead of just Garrett Steele uh, on those platforms because there is a uh, a country singer songwriter slash pro bass tournament fisher uh, who is also named Garrett Steele uh, and he shows up on those platforms first so Michael Garrett Steele on you know your Spotify's and your your Apple Music's and whatnot. Um, and then Brendan, who did, you know, all of the everything else to do with the game, uh, has a lot of other stuff on itch. And I should also tell you about that real quick. So Brendan McLeod, it is sulcata.itch.io. Uh, S-U-L-C-A-T-A. Like the like the little turtley guys. Yeah. Dot itch. I guess we should also mention that steel. All these times you've been saying steel, that's with two e's in the front. Yes, S T E E L E. That one, yeah, not not theft. No, but yeah, I can. Thank you one, so much. Two, two. Oh, sorry, two in the front. One, in, sorry, one in the end is what I meant to say. I'm like, there's yeah. this, there's more e's there than people are expecting, and then I told them lots of e's. I told them, I told them in the wrong spot to, to make sure they they included it. Oh no! But. Um, well, yeah. Any anyhow, um, any apocalypse you find it where you find any apocalypse. You know, it's um anypocalypse dot com or slash Patreon if you want to subscribe and not have mm-hmm. to think about it. Slash um, submit if you've got stuff and you're like, yeah, I want to include my stuff. There you go. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Just um, graffiti it on the side of a train. Actually, I did tell an enemy once. He was holding me at knife point, and I was like, are you aware? <laughs> I can't wait to ask him fine. how he found out about it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's 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 the show. I'm going to close it down. And Garrett, thank you for being here on the show with me. Well, thanks for having me. I'm going to leave everyone with, with the final AMV of the night, which is um, of this all-star session. And it's Martin by Carseat Headrest. Goodbye.